this is Carol Carter Clues, and welcome to Leslie at Large. Um, tremendous, tremendous podcast show today because you remember Shakespeare said the quality of mercy is not strain. It blesses the person it gives and the bless the person who receives. Leslie just returned from a, a, a mission of mercy that is going to bless your heart as well. Leslie, welcome back and thank you for what you did. Tell us about where where you have been, it, it is incredible. It's incredible. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, of course. It was my pleasure. I definitely re was on the receiving end today. So this morning, uh, a group of us that are a part of the Rotary, we have that satellite Rotary Club here at Grand Pacifica. And the month of September, the focus has been on education. And so we had committed to donate iPads, uh, projectors and printers and some supplies to 10 schools within the local community here outside the gates. And this morning we had our last four to go to. So we kind of broke off in two groups and I went to two of the schools and we were a little concerned at first because it is the rainy season right now and we've been getting a lot of rain. And so a challenge is, you know, things that we really take for granted living in the States, you know, are good roads um, and yes. passable roads. We at Grand Pacifica and a lot of the local surrounding areas, we do have nice roads now, but some of these smaller communities, they do not. And you're crossing rivers and you're, you know, you've got a lot of mud to deal with. And I really found myself, you know, while we were driving through, you know, one of the guys drove his four by four and we're, you know, we're, we're making it fine, but it was definitely messy. And I started thinking, you know, you look around and you see the children, you know, and the families and the everyone, you think about that's how they, they have to go by foot, most of them. They're walking home, they're walking to school, they're walking, you know, to their jobs. And it really, it, it just got to me because you don't, you don't think about that in your everyday life and the no. challenges like that, that they faced every day just to try to go get an education. And we showed up at the first school and, you know, they were so excited. They didn't know we were coming. So we show up with all these boxes and things and they were definitely surprised when we told them what we were there for. And the teachers were, you could just see the excitement in their eyes because they, they've never had those, you know, tools to be able to use teaching their students. And it was really cool. So my job was to set up the printer. And so that was uh, interesting. Luckily the, the instructions were, they had English and Spanish. So I was like, okay, well I can follow instructions well. The Good. printers, Good. Um, the ink, the ink is different. I know it's little things that you don't think about when living overseas, but right. I've never bought a printer here. So we just have the little ink cartridges in the States. You just pop in and you're good to go. Done. Well, Done. I open up and there's all these big bottles of ink and I'm like, what do I do with this? Like, this is different. And the guy's like, no, you pour the ink in or do something. I'm like, okay. So I, again, I'm glad I had instructions. So I was making sure I was following all the steps to get the printer set up. But Mission accomplished. I got the printer working. I was able to kind of in my not so great Spanish explain and share with the teacher on how to use it. Um, one of the other guys was working on getting the iPad set up the projector. And by the Incredible. end, you know, we were able to show them, you know, pull up. The kids were so excited. They pulled up on YouTube some, you know, things in Spanish and educational videos. And the kids were singing along. And it just really, it just gets to you. I'm telling you. Yeah, let's be clear here. You took modern educational equipment, printers, computers, tablets, to schools that barely had textbooks. That's right. in, that's incredible. You know, 
uh, you know, uh, it's hard for me to get into this kind of thing because, you know, my wife from Honduras was one of those little children who grew up with nothing, nothing. Right. And so for me, it's very emotional. So I have to be careful that I don't make a fool of myself here breaking into tears. But that's how much I appreciate what you've done, because I know the stories of those little children. My wife has told me the stories of what it was like as a poor little child, you know, Central American Latino child, Latino child who had nothing, who had nothing, nothing. My wife taught herself to read when she she had no school. Her parents could not afford to even send her to the kind of schools that you visited, which are very primitive taught herself to read by getting newspapers out of the trash and figuring out what the words were. And what you yeah. did, you went to these children who had nothing. And essentially, when it came to education, Leslie, you gave them everything. You gave them the World Wide Web. Think about it. Well, yeah, I mean, we had that moment there in the classroom. A couple of us were, you know, observing how excited the teachers were and the expressions on their face. And and you do realize, like, you completely opened a whole new world of being able to teach those children. And because yeah. you look around and like you see, there's very, you know, there's not a lot in the classrooms. You know, there's some things on the walls and stuff. You don't see a lot of books. Um, you know, obviously, there's not a library they go to there in the school. Like, you know, growing up. Even in my elementary schools, they had a huge library you would go to, and that was part of the school. I mean, you don't have those types of things. You have very little supplies. Sorry, there's a fly flying around my face. You don't have a lot of those, yeah, outdoor outdoor life here. But right. it was just, I'm telling you, to see those kids, and they were so sweet and just so appreciative at the end. They were clapping and thanking us, and I'm telling you, I, we went to the second school, and it was it was kind of really off the beaten path. I mean, they all kind of are, but it really was in some muddy areas and you know, we're bouncing around in the truck to get there. And um, the younger the younger students had already left. So the younger students seemed to, in most of these smaller schools, seem to go to like 11 o'clock. And then the next age group kind of stays about another hour or so. So they were still there uh, with the teachers at the second school that we set everything up for. Um, and then it was so cute at the end, they they asked us like which way we were going and one of the teachers and one of the students asked if they could catch a ride with us. Cause I mean, and, but, and we said, sure, you know, come on. And then we picked up someone else along the way. And again, that's when it hits home when you realize like where we dropped her off, the one little girl that caught a ride with us where we dropped her off. The teacher was explaining that she still had a good ways to walk. Like we were kind of going, are you sure it's okay to leave her here? And she's like, Oh no, sh that's her like road. I mean, it's a dirt road, but she's like, no, she'll walk home. Of course, for us, it was two females. We were like, no, she's too young. She does not need to be walking alone. And they kind of look at us like we're a little crazy because it's a very normal thing here for the kids. Absolutely. Just to, I mean, she would, she would have literally walked from the school to where we dropped her off and home if we had not been there. And it's really hard to imagine because it was a long distance that yeah. that little, and she was, I mean, she was tiny. I was tiny. Like, no. Yeah. Oh, she, yeah. yeah, she was just very young. And and same with the teacher then when we dropped her off, it was, you know, a, a long distance. So I can only imagine, like, the amount of time during their day is spent, you know, walking to and from school or jobs or things. Um, and, again, it's something that most of us really take for granted. We can't we can't fathom. And, you know, normally on, on Leslie at large and the other 
the other shows at Offshore Club, the other podcasts, one every every day, we talk about all the great things that our, our members and our viewers can have when they make their move to what we always say, the good life at a great price, right? In, in Central, Central and South America. But I'm so glad today that you are focusing on all the great things you can do. I mean, with that, with, let me tell you, I used to, you know, when I lived in Honduras back in a little village called El Pino, reminds me of what you're talking about. You walk back a dirt road, dirt gravel road, and I'm an AA, so every week I would go to an AA meeting or two. Been in it for 20 years, so you don't have to worry about getting me drunk today or anything. The, uh, but the, but the little kids of the the children of the other people, if I would give them, and folks, this is what something you have to look forward to, and it's going to touch your heart and just bless your life. If I would give them, take out of my pocket the equivalent of a quarter and give it to one of the little kids and say. Here you go. Why don't you go buy some bubble gum down at the down at the little tienda there for you and your friends? Those big brown eyes would light up, but these little tiny ninos, little tiny children. And talk about more blessed to give than receive. And that's what you are telling all of our viewers they have in store for them when they make their move south of the border to to join you. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and again, there's so many opportunities today was just one example of things we can do. And, and we were wanting to educate them. You know, the teachers, even we were explaining about Rotary and the organization and things that we do in the community. You know, we've had other times where we try to provide clean water. You know, a lot of these schools or even communities don't right. have access to clean water. And that's really important. So we really try to go out in the community and ask questions and listen to where the needs are and um, and then go from there. You know, we have I think I talked a little bit about another school. It's more like an after school program, but we have some um, expats that moved here from somewhere else and they have started this school called Wild Tortugas Academy and it's an after school program. But I got to go and see what they were doing firsthand as well. And it was it was one of those other things that just makes you so happy because it's not only the expat children, but they're they're going to school in this after school program. Okay, did you see that? A fly landed on my nose. I don't know if you saw that. I know the people listening won't, but that was hysterical. I was like, it's literally, I could like cross my eyes and see it on my nose. So you can't make this stuff up, folks. Okay. No, no. <laughs> this is on. real. This is this is real life, folks. This is this just is real, real life, life when you're outdoors in Central America, <laughs> for sure. But okay, back to the story. But this school that we were able to go see the after program, you know. You see the local kids with the expat kids, and, and it's really cool. You see the the learning ability from the expats to pick up Spanish so quickly. I'm like, I'm like shocked. I'm like, man, I wish I was picking it up that quickly. But these little kids are just being immersed and surrounded by the local children and playing with them. They they pick it up so quickly, and it's just uh, it's unbelievable to see. And so the little kids, the advantage. And again, you know, we encourage people, make your move south, folks. And sometimes people say to me, well, I have children. Take them with you. What a wonderful life experience for a young child from the U.S. to then go down and grow up with a child from a culture that has been deprived because it helps them realize what real life is all about and, and that there is no caste system, that we are all, the, as we all say, the family of God. And it gets them away from this 
you know, I hate the word privilege, but pampered life to say, wow, look at Juan or, or look at Rosalita or and and share their life. What, right. And don't you, you can't think give your child a better gift? Uh, you can't. Right. And I really believe like when you look at the world through the eyes of children, um, it truly is. I think it, I wish we all could keep those those innocent eyes because you see them playing together and learning together and they don't see color. They don't see that you live in a, a house with a dirt floor. They don't see any of those things. They just see, oh, it's another another fun child that they're playing with or learning something with. And I saw That's some it. videos from this wild Tortuga and they had taken them on some um, little um, outings and they had gone to this nature reserve that's not far from here. And they had taken the kids horseback riding and out on the boats to like bird watching and, and doing all these fun activities. And it was just, you know, they're just being kids and laughing and experience new things. And I wish we as adults could, could really learn more from children and, and revert back to that. I think the world would be a much happier place. Reverting back to that. And, you know, I, I just I, I just think, and I want to reemphasize that point. Folks, if you have children, don't let that be a reason why, why I can't make the move. It's a reason to make the move. Right. Let them see that culture where it helps them understand all that they have had and it will help them understand how to share. I mean, my wife had no shoes, no shoes until she was seven or eight years old. Nothing, nothing. Lived in literally a chicken coop mud floors no furniture so and she and if you met her you'd say she is just the most wonderful person god ever made well imagine the joy of a when she was a child of a child from america being able to go and share you know say you don't have any shoes i have five pairs here and that's what right that's what happens with kids am i right that's what they yeah, do no you're you're exactly right. That is what happens. They want to they want to give um, not only things but also their time. You know, again, we had a family that was visiting here. I don't know a couple months ago now, and their children went with us one time. We were donating some other supplies to a different school, and their kids went along for the experience. And it was it was fun for me to watch. They were teenagers, you know, and I think. I've always said I grew up going on mission trips and experiencing different cultures and, and yes. seeing things that maybe not, maybe it makes people uncomfortable to see, or they feel a little guilty. But I always say, I think every teenager should go on a mission trip, should go experience another culture, should give of their time because it will change you as a person. And that's why I still continue and want to give back and do because I have been very blessed in life. Sure. I've had my challenges and struggles. We all do. But for the most part, I have been very blessed and it's only right for me to be able to share kindness to others and be able to give in any way that I can, even if it's just my time and attention. It's fantastic. Well, what you have done, what, what, what you've just returned from doing, I know you just walked in and sat down yeah. coming back right from, the, from right. the trip to the schools. I mean, folks, this is, you are there, you are there. And, and I want I want to thank you again for that. What you did incredible act of generosity. And I, and we can tell by watching you that you were, you're blessed by that, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You are blessed by that. And I think folks, I want you to go down with Leslie to Grand Pacifica, either to visit, here you go. You can go visit. Now, 
that ain't a that, that definitely is not a chicken coop shack, but that's Grand Pacifica where Leslie is. You can go down and visit her. You can rent a place down there and stay for a while, participate in what she's doing, and maybe then make your move there so you can do it as you have done yes. Leslie on a regular basis. Well, and, and just if even if you're not moving here, if you're just coming on a vacation and to visit us, we still have resources we have. You can pack with a purpose, we like to call it, and there are supplies and things you could help bring. There are activities you can volunteer and help with when you're here if that's important to you. So definitely, even if you're coming just to visit, keep that in mind. All right. Leslie, thank you. Go, go relax now from <laughs> your, your mission of mercy. Again, thank you for doing it, folks. Whether it's to live the good life at a great price or help others live just a, a good and decent life, all the opportunities are there. South of the border, go join Leslie. <laughs> Let's do this thing. <laughs>